Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon. Every Tuesday, we trial a different self-care practice and report back to you on the results. And on Friday, we're back in the studio to explore more of the world of wellness with the latest news, interviews, emails from our wonderful listeners and the Self-Care Book Club. Welcome back to Self-Care Club. Wellness Road Tested, the epilogue show. Hi, welcome to Friday's epilogue show where we are taking a deeper dive into this week's practice of dry January. One of the best so ways... So I don't need to get on my face. <laughs> don't get annoyed. We're Oi, supposed yeah, to... Yeah, she, just, she, she just rolled her eyes at me. I rolled my eyes at the interruption. <laughs> what with the Goodman? Right. Are we right. firstly... Uh, can I carry on no, with my research? No, you cannot. Right. Because what the whole point like of this podcast right. is that you and I okay. are supposed to discuss what, it. But I... I, I ha- all right. What, would, what, <laughs> what do you want to discuss? <laughs> Why are you getting annoyed? Because I want to tell you about calories. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. We're still having that conversation yeah. about calories. It's important. Is it? Yes. One of the best ways... <laughs> I was just about to oh interrupt God, again. <laughs> I'm actually scared. I'm not going to interrupt again. <laughs> <laughs> you got your period yet? Yeah. How annoying is that? My kids always say that to me. Oh, I your period? Yeah. Oh, so then my daughter said, oh, well, that explains a lot. That's what she said to me yesterday. <laughs> she gets her own period, so she should watch it. That's what I said to her. Yeah. Anyway, go on. I won't interrupt anymore. How have you been feeling since starting Dry January, Lauren? How are you getting on? Sad, deprived, resentful. Oh, God. Oh, Oh, come on. Are you telling me there's not one positive from this? Literally none. Literally not one. This is how I feel about it, right? You know when you go into a restaurant for dinner and you get the menu and you like have a whole look through and you kind of know what you're going to have. And then you look at the desserts and there's something on there that's like your favorite, favorite thing. And so you kind of clock it in your head. Okay. I'll have my dinner and then I'm definitely going to order that for dessert. And then you go through the meal and then you go to order dessert and the waiter says, Oh, I'm so sorry, but that one's actually sold out. You know that feeling? And then you go through like a couple of minutes of deep disappointment and darkness, and then you kind of get over it. That, that's how my evenings have been going. Like, oh, it's six o'clock. Oh, I can't have a drink. Oh. And then you get over it. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. It is a moment of disappointment. And then you do get over it because then what happens is you think, oh, just fuck it. I'll get the cheesecake. Yeah, exactly. And in this case, you go, fuck it. I'll just have fizzy water in a big glass with loads of ice. <laughs> yeah. Are you not feeling any better? I mean, you normally have a glass of wine with dinner most nights, right? You're not feeling any better. No. Uh, honest to God, I feel exactly the same, but actually worse. And I've put on weight. It's now day 11 and I'm fatter. <laughs> day- I weigh more having given up the booze. And I'm running, Day 11 Nicole. of no drinking. No drinking and oh. taking up running. So that must be sitting very well with you. So there's no drinking, there's exercising, you're turning into me and you're getting bigger. 
And I, Great. yeah, it's it's a real lose lose situation going on here. But I have to tell you, my <laughs> my sister in law Anna, she has been doing Dry January alongside me. So we've set up this like two person WhatsApp group for some mutual support. And we've also been doing some non-alcoholic gifting. A two-person WhatsApp group is not a WhatsApp group. It's just a WhatsApp <laughs> conversation. <laughs> just so you know. It's our WhatsApp. I know that's got nothing to do with dry January. It's our it, WhatsApp it, support it, group. It's your... It's... <laughs> Oh, Jesus. How's she getting on with it? Is she enjoying it? She fucking hates it too. But she is quite, um, she's quite encouraging. She sends me really encouraging messages. Come on, you can do it. Come on. And anyway, shall I play you a little recording? Oh, you've got a recording. Go for it. Love to hear a I've, recording. I've got, I've got more than one. Oh, God. This morning's headline from the Times, the worst is yet to come, says Chris Whitty. So it, it seems bad now, yet it, it it's going to get worse. And whilst this is happening, I am not drinking any alcohol and running. So I'm sort of feeling like I want to hang on to the words of Jessica Killingly, friend of the show, who put on her Instagram post this morning, if it's not fucking fun, it's not fucking happening. And I feel like I've just deleted all joy and pleasure from my life and replaced it with grind and misery, all for the sake of wellness. Is this wellness? That's my question for you, Nicole. Is this self-care or self-harm? Can I also say I'm sleeping worse? It's just not possible, Lauren. It's not possible that you're putting on weight and you're sleeping worse and you feel worse that you've cut out alcohol and you started exercising. It's not possible. You host a self-care podcast for fuck's sake. You're supposed to be promoting self-care, which is moving your body, drinking less alcohol and sleeping well. It is not working for me. I think I need the gin to run like an engine, like a finely tuned McLaren. I need the gin. (laughs) I need gin and to sit that that would not be a finely tuned McLaren. Okay. With the gin. Have you learned anything throughout this whole thing? Yes. So much about the world of non-alcoholic drinks. Oh. I, I, I have done full research. I totally threw myself into it. So I did what uh, Ruri suggested and I made a whole thing of the non-alcohol substitutes, right? And I can report back. Um, they slag the wine off in every single review and that's because it's shit. Utterly Ooh. pointless. Oh, Do you know what it tastes disgusting. like? It tastes like Capri Sun, but without the fun <laughs> of being hyperactive afterwards. <laughs> that is the taste of it, right? It's also as expensive as an actual bottle of wine. It's <gasps> ju- yeah. It isn't. Yeah, it is. So my sister and Laura and I both tried that. Forget it. Don't waste your money. Right. The gin, non-alcohol gin, basically like antibiotics. Or possibly, or fizzy hand gel. Some of them taste like fizzy hand gel. That's the taste. Hand gel. Are you licking your hands after cleaning them? Yeah, you are. Excellent. Excellent. That's what lockdowns brought out in you. Brilliant. The seed lip. The biggest waste of money ever. Don't please don't even bother. It's the most expensive way to disappoint yourself. 
That's absolutely brilliant. You know, non-alcoholic drinks is like decaf coffee. I don't get it. What's I the fucking the point? point? What's the fucking point? I would just have a cup of tea, have a glass of water, have another drink. What is the point in having coffee without the caffeine? It's like Superman with no fucking powers. It makes no sense to me. Same with alcohol, non-alcoholic drinks. There's one um, pre-mixed G&T from M&S. It's, it's drinkable, but I looked at the sugar content. It's exactly the same as having a full fat Coke. So yeah, I was just going to say, well, it's not worth why it. Why would you do that? It's just not worth it. My husband drank that whole bottle. So that was that. And then, and then this happened. You've gone all out this week, Lauren. I'm very impressed. Oh, it's been a big week for me. The doorbell rang. And look what arrived. A humongous selection of alcohol-free beers from my lovely sister-in-law, Anna. What a gift on a Friday afternoon. I cannot wait to get stuck into these later. They are going to keep me off the booze. About 30 alcohol-free beers. Do you know what? They're okay. They're all right. But what? I don't see the point. I don't get it. Is it just in place of to kind of trick yourself into thinking you're yeah. having a drink? Is the placebo thing? Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a beer. It tastes like a beer. You feel like you've got that hit of like, oh, I'm having a beer. <laughs> That's it. Look, Rory was all up for it, wasn't he? He was very in support of non-alcoholic drinks. He thought the whole thing was fantastic because it takes you through all the motions of actually having a drink. So you're in that habit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yes, and and it does. But anyway, how how have you been feeling since since we're yeah, now on what, I day mean, eleven? I I'm fine. You know me. I don't drink a lot. So for me, this was a very easy practice. But um, I, listen, I couldn't cope with alcohol right about now. Lockdown has thrown me for a loop. Lockdown one threw me for a loop, and I'm back in that throwing me for a loop place. Yeah. Um. So adding alcohol to the mix just to increase all sorts of stresses and anxieties. I just wasn't up for it. So I'm pleased that we've re- we've had this in place because I would have turned to the alcohol. Um, and there have been points through the week where I've thought, right, at 6.30, I'm just going to pour myself a glass of wine. It has been such a hard day. Yeah. Um, you know, and listen, we're at the homeschooling and there's kids around all the time and some of them are in tears. And, you know, you know the drill. And then there's that thought of, I'm going to have a drink later and it will be, all be okay. But after speaking to Ruri... He put it so in place for me that actually now I have learned this week that it adds to my stress. It adds to my anxiety. It adds to my sleep deprivation because it, it doesn't work for me anyway, alcohol. I know it works better for you than it does for me. So mm. I was so pleased that I had that discussion with him and he inspired me so heavily to just keep choosing wellness. And so I've had that in my mind all week. Every time I've thought, oh my God, I need something to take the edge off. I've gone and gone for a walk or I've meditated or I've, I've basically cho- chosen wellness every single time rather than going for a gin and tonic. And it's been fantastic. And have again, you, have you noticed any side effects, any improvements or like positive side effects? Of I, not don't, I don't drink. I don't drink a lot. So it's keeping me sort of on solid ground by not drinking. My anxiety okay. is is worse than it has been because of lockdown. My stress levels are higher yeah. than they were because of lockdown. So yeah. I don't need to add anything into the mix that's going to make me feel worse. And that will. So I've just noticed that. I haven't I can't say I'm 
you know, running on all cylinders. I'm not. Who the fuck is right now in in a grey, very cold January in lockdown? Mm. Um, but it's not dragging me down. And I think it would. I think in a conclusion, I have come to understand, and I knew this before, but now I really do know it. I don't have a dependence on alcohol. I can go without it. Life is fine, but I cannot see one tangible benefit to my wellness or my self-care by stopping it. I don't think I drink enough for it to be detrimental to my life or the life of other people around me. And actually right now, life would be much nicer if I just was allowed one drink of an evening. Are you are you going to stay doing the month? What do you think? I'm definitely going to do 14 days because I want a solid two weeks. And I've promised that to my sister-in-law. And then I will take it day by day from 14 days. She's going to do the whole month. I'd, I'd like to join her just because then I've done it. And I feel like I will have supported her in it. But I'm not seeing any benefit. Yeah. You're, it's not improving your self-care. So what's the point? Not basically. in the least. And one could least. argue at this stage of January and lockdown, one could argue that a gin and tonic or a glass of wine a day could actually be a very important part of your self-care. Indeed. I know Ruri wouldn't say that. <laughs> Shall we hear a bit more from him and what he has to say? Yes. Yeah, so Ruri Fairbanks, he's the co-founder and CEO of One Year No Beer, has very kindly agreed to come back onto the show to tell us a bit more about how to help us get through dry January and answer some more of our questions. And this is what he had to say. Good to be back. Hopefully um, you and everyone who've been listening have thought, you know what, I'm not going to drink and I can't wait to hear from Ruri again um, the next week. What's the toughest thing that people report back to you about giving up alcohol? Well, and that and including our research um, was definitely peer pressure. So we did some research with Stirling University. Um, 87% of people has said that they experienced almost bullying from friends to drink alcohol. Um, 40% of people experienced, um, you know, bullying from colleagues, 30% from bosses. Um, Actually, what was a really interesting stat was that the highest pressure in any business environment was women in London. uh, Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, Quite so, um, but what's really interesting about the peer pressure element is that peer pressure or the psychology of peer pressure can be brought down on its knees when there, there is a single individual showing doubt. How many uh, members have you got at the moment? We're over 100,000 members in oh, 90 countries. My wow. God, that's incredible. And do you know what percentage-ish of your membership are women? Yes, um, it's about 60% women. Gosh, more women than um, men. I'm yes, very surprised is. to are hear you? that. Yeah, <laughs> it's I been am. a tough year. No, really? I mean, I'm surprised to hear that it's more women who are wanting to give up, who feel they have more of an issue than men. I would have thought it was oh. the other way around. What was that word you said? Issue? Give up. What? Hang on a give minute. Up. Whoa, okay. whoa, whoa. Cut down. There is nothing to give up <laughs> and everything to gain. Oh, the psychology, <laughs> the psychology of society is that you're giving something up, but you're not. You're stopping to pour a poison into your body that's ruining your mental health and your physical health. There's no giving up. You're just choosing to stop something that no longer is serving you. Um, Rory, can you help me like cut down sugar? I mean, there's a million things I would like to step into. I think you're the man for me. (laughs) I might hire you as my personal coach. 
Well, this is what we discovered with One Year No Beer was that the principles were actually not just about alcohol. And the future of One Year No Beer is about much more than just alcohol. Um, so the principles of One Year No Beer that are so strong is really giving people the tools, the education to help them see the truth. And then two is surround them with a community. But the most important thing with the community is to empower that community so that they are the ones who are delivering the behavior change. Yeah. And that little secret source is how we are going to start moving into things like gambling, sugar, porn, whatever it is. Yeah. Addiction, but any addiction. Addiction. Yeah. Well, again, there's another, there's another word that's difficult because people are like, oh, I'm not an addict, Yeah. right? But you might be drinking a glass of wine a day, but you're not an addict. No, but it's really habit change. So let's say that we are there to change any habits from... Uh, in a positive way. So you would more call it a habit change than people needing to move away from excess. It's not about the excess. It's about the psychological crutch of needing the drink. Completely. Okay. And, and, and when we stay at that side that we are here for habit change, this is for anyone who would like support in changing their relationship with the habit of alcohol. I think for too long, People have thought that if you go and get support for alcohol, if you speak to your doctor, if you go yeah. and go to a, a, any of these things, then you have a problem. Yeah. yeah. So this is what we're talking about is this middle lane drinkers, right? Yeah. The normal social drinkers. I might have a drink, you know, once during the week, I might have a drink with some friends. I might go on a binge at the weekend. Those are the things I might do. Sometimes I do them. Sometimes I don't. Mm -hmm. But hang on a minute. What I'd like to do is see if I'm could be fitter, faster, healthier, happier, yeah. a better parent, yeah. a better partner, whatever it is, by removing alcohol. Well, for it's just changing the focus completely. It's putting the focus on your wellness and away from wanting alcohol. Yeah. I, I think you're going to love these stats. 96% of our members say they change their relationship with alcohol. Amazing. Wow. 87% of our members choose to carry on alcohol-free after their challenge. Oh, that's great. So these are people, these are people who didn't think they could make it to the end date. And now they're like, you know what? I don't want to let this good stuff go. I don't want to go back to the way I was. Yeah. I'm going to crack on with it. So it has a very profound impact on people. Yes. The other side of it is we wanted to remove this from being a, did I have a problem? Didn't I have a problem? Do you have a problem? Don't you? Do you drink too much? Don't you drink too much? And say, how do we make this into something that is just a challenge? right? Something that you could be proud of. Say, come on, look, you've done the whole 30 challenge. You've done the cycling X thousand kilometers on Strava challenge. You've done these challenge. Let's just make this the 28 day alcohol free challenge, right? As we said on Tuesday's show, from the diff incredible different things that people have said, like I'll, I'll give you some more of them. Rob in Dubai, five rounds of IVF told they would never get pregnant naturally because he had too low a swim count. Pregnant naturally after 93 days of our <gasps> challenge. Yeah, right? I totally uh, believe that. We've now, we've now got multiple. We've got multiple OYMB babies. Yeah. Right? So um, oh, that makes th me then you've cry. got a decade of psoriasis from people disappearing. Why are we not talking about this yeah, stuff? Yeah. <laughs> so this is the thing. As I say, look, it's just a challenge. There's never been a better time to do it right yes. now. Do you know why? Because there's a pandemic going on and you can't go to the pub. You don't have the peer pressure. You're the one at home. You yeah. can control you. Yes. You have all mm -hmm. of the power, right? And what could change for you? I don't know. Maybe your entire life. Isn't that worth the gamble? Yes. 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 Count me in. Yes. I don't even drink, but count me in. <laughs> Listen, I do drink and I have to say I'm feeling, I am feeling a lot more inspired to yeah. not, How can you not have a gin and tonic tonight. 
have an alcohol-free gin and tonic. Well, I, I did try that last night, but it was so vile. I decided I'd rather just have water. The yes. most important thing for me yep. and what I would love for everyone uh, in life is to lead by example. And when we show up in that way and we lead by example, then we can have a really big impact on the world. That's yeah. how we can really, truly change yes. the world. Guess what? You two have listeners. So I would really love it if you agree to do the challenge right now so that we can all lead well, by example. Well, we're already in it. I'm in. We're in it already. <laughs> yeah. I, I, we've just got to make it to the end of our month, but we're, in. we're in it. Oh, no. I was talking about the 90 day. Yeah. I mean, everyone Ooh. can do the month. Count me in. 90 days. 90 days. Count me 90 in. 90 days. I'm going to start with the 30. See how that goes. And then, and then move on. I'm in small steps for me. Count me in. I will, I'll make sure you both get access into the, to the challenge. Oh my God. Um, so thank it's the 28 so day much. challenge. Okay. I'll get that across to you. But the reason why we created the 28 day challenge yep. is to get people to do the 90. Let me just explain why. Yeah. So most people have their epiphany and this is the realization that you thought you were an eight out of 10 in life, but actually you were only a five out of 10. And most people only realize that 40 to 60 days into their challenge, 30 days or do dry January and just miss the life changing bit. How terrible would that be? Yes. So that's why we really encourage you to carry on. So we'll get you access to the 28 day challenge. And then, of course, you can have me back on to um, encourage you to oh, go on to the 90. I'm well up for the 90, by the way. Yes! You don't bloody drink. It's a lot easier for you. I do drink occasionally. Occasionally. Then you have massive regret. And then I, because I feel so shit yeah, in it. But I still do it. Yeah. But I'd rather just remove that, actually. Yeah. And after talking to Rory, it's like, yeah, You're I can ready. do anything. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Who's doing Everest in February? Oh, not me. <laughs> That's our next challenge. No, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Please let people on. know how they can reach you because I have a feeling many will want to. Uh, OneYearNoBeer.com is the website. Go and check it out. Check out our challenges, the 28, 19, 365. And of course, we're all over social media, Instagram, OneYearNoBeer, Facebook, OneYearNoBeer. Um, and we, of course, have a podcast and blog, lots of free resources if you just want to go and check it out. Um, the podcast is um, up there on iTunes, Stitcher, all that usual stuff. Lots of inspiring guests who help you think about alcohol in a different way. Oh, Brilliant. That's fantastic. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thanks for having me on. Bye. Right, let's get on to what our listeners have to say yes. about Dry January, Lauren. The favourite yes. part of our show where we can include everybody in our conversation. Um, I asked on Instagram, are you doing Dry January? I asked on both pages. I asked on the Self Care Club pod page and I asked on my own personal coaching page. And the two options were, yes, me, as in I am doing Dry January, or no fucking way. The results... <laughs> Are in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the self care club page, 68% of you said, no fucking way. I am not okay. doing dry January. 32% <laughs> said they were. And on my okay. personal coaching page, 81% said, no fucking way to dry January this January, which I just yeah. thought was absolutely it's hilarious. Really, Every, it's like, I, uh, the worst January yeah, it's to like, do it, right? Ever. It's the worst January to do it. And people are like, what is wrong with you? Of course I'm not fucking doing it. And then we had <laughs> some hilarious, hilarious comments. Um, Mattia from London said, it's basically wet 
January. So just forget the dry. And I said, so what do you mean by wet? She said, it's, it's sopping wet. Like fuck off with your dry January, not doing it. (laughs) Kimberly from London, also from London says she's doing dry January, but only because she basically drinks like a fish the rest of the year. So she felt she owed it to herself. Okay. Just giving her liver a holiday. Amanda says it's soaking fucking wet. Um, <laughs> and actually, I had a few of those soaking, sopping yes. wet. That was, I thought that was yes. hilarious. Um, okay. Kerry says, and this is an interesting one, she's semi dry January. And I asked her what she meant by semi dry. Oh, yeah. She says she drinks gin on a Friday. And she basically, she works in the NHS. She is run off her feet um, and she needs something to take the edge off on a Friday. She said it's positive positively medicinal and it is actually a part of her self-care and I thought you know what I really get that I really get that I think I'm with her yeah and I do understand like listen alcohol is not something that that works for me so but I do understand that at the end of her busy hectic crazy week she needs something to take the edge off Carly from New York said her and her husband they cut out meat and alcohol for a week and they were both vile and she put about five question mark, uh, exclamation marks after that so she said she went back to it she said she can't eat cheese with or pasta without wine so what's the fucking point everyone deserves a treat now and then okay so there that's that's from our listeners on instagram we've had a few emails in haven't we lauren what have the emails been saying yes so mark has said a little more than a week into dry january i have lost two pounds and i'm sleeping more soundly Ah. i don't feel physically different otherwise and i haven't had any strong urges to drink anything I believe that drinking is a habit to some extent. So being restricted from pubs and dinner parties helps a lot. Yes, <laughs> I've done this yes. before and I find it useful to occasionally detox. It helps me that other family members don't drink much. Yes. See, this is what I... Thank you, Mark. This is what I was hoping you were going to say. These are literally the words coming out of Mark's mouth are what I wanted to come out of your mouth. And then Anna in Holloway says, I'm doing dry January. I think the thing it will help me with is breaking the cycle of a glass of wine every night, which isn't good. She then asked me to please add with smugness that her husband, Andrew, (laughs) only lasted four days. I love it. Throw your husband under the bus, Anna. Why not? That's bloody brilliant. And then uh, my cousin, Louisa, very helpfully messaged me the following. Oh my God, I don't like you. You must revert immediately. That's tantamount to self-harm. Why would you make a bad situation even worse? I love it. It's like the antichrist of self-care doing dry January. That's absolutely hilarious. My family drink. This is, this is like, (laughs) who, who are you? Leave, leave, leave the family now. Thank you so much for all your comments and all your emails. Please do keep them coming in because we do love hearing from you. That's our dry January week in full. You can email us any thoughts or any questions. Hello at theselfcareclub.co.uk. And you can tell us what practices you're doing or any practices that you would like us to try. We're going to take a short break and we'll be back here after that for our wellness newsflash. 
This episode is sponsored by Horizon Studios. If you're traveling this year and looking for high quality, sustainable and beautifully designed luggage, then look no further than Horizon Studios, who've launched two new ranges. The RE series, the world's most sustainable 97% recycled luggage, and now the revolutionary Air series, the world's lightest high-end suitcase. If you have airport anxiety, worrying about the weight of your case when it goes on those scales, then the Air Series is for you and it is definitely for me. The Air Series pushes the boundaries of travel. Each detail is designed and engineered to combine an ultralight and durable product. It's significantly lighter than regular suitcases. Thank goodness, Lauren, that is brilliant. And it comes with a lifetime warranty because the most sustainable suitcase is the one that you only buy once. We used the cases to go to Paris and Wales last year, and as chronic overpackers, we could still wheel them around with ease. We could. Ultra light and compact, the Air Series is made from a premium polycarbonate hard shell with reduced thickness and a recycled lining. It's 100% vegan and produced in a way that is 99% waste-free, blending design and function seamlessly. So, Nicole, you can pack those extra five pairs of shoes with no stress. The entire range is available on the Horizon Studios website and in all leading department stores. Just go to www.horizon-studios.com. Horizon Studios. Let's go further. This week on Stakhanov. Throughout January, Clash of the Titles are letting you pick the films being battled out on air. Already binged your way through Netflix during lockdown? Listeners Alex, Vicky and Chris rediscover and tear apart old and new favourites alike week in, week out. I like here, though, that Michael Bay starts as he means to go on. I made a list of sort of Bayisms from this sequence. Uh, low angles, lens flare, dry ice, washed out colours, military hardware, men marching, orchestral score, guitar riffs. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're looking for some much needed escapism, why I catch up with the Abroad in Japan podcast. Chris was recently joined by Joy the Anime Man to discuss mastering conversational Japanese. That's a really interesting topic, bat channeling, which is where you kind of go, oh, oh, so not that. In Japanese, if you don't do the mm, mm, every now and then, then people just think you're not listening or you're ignoring them. All that and a whole lot more at Sakanov. Oh, Nicole, I have got some wellness treats for you this week. News flash. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Right. All is. Let, let me see if you fancy trying out any of these. Number one, the Zoom bath. Bathscaping was one of the more ridiculous Instagram trends this year. That is the curation of candles and trinkets artfully placed around your tub. But now the business of bath time is getting bigger. Introducing the guided bath <laughs> care care of juice cleansing brand pure earth they are offering a virtual bathing experience so you lie in the bath whilst a breath expert performs a guided meditation via zoom camera on is optional prices <gasps> start from 20 pounds for a 20-minute session, and you will receive a package of grounding products in advance. The Sunday Times has called this peak self-care. <laughs> okay, I have a few things to say about this. You're going to spend £20 on someone guiding you through is what essentially a meditation, right? Which you can just yes. put some headphones, run a beautiful bath, light the candles, do everything you can do, dim the lights, put some headphones in, stick on Insight Timer or Headspace and do a meditation for free. 
that you can do. And I, and I am down with that. I think that would be beautiful. Okay. The next part, someone's with you whilst you're in the bath. Surely a bath is about getting away from everybody and having a moment to yourself. That's what I see as a bath. It's not to have, and normally I don't bother with baths anymore because I always have people that want to come in my bath and I just can't bear it. So, so I don't get it. <laughs> in conclusion, are you saying that you don't fancy paying a pervert to heavy breathe at you while you scrub your bits? <laughs> exactly. But also okay. the thought of having my camera on whilst I'm in a bath with some <laughs> stranger is not to me particularly <laughs> tranquil or relaxing. That is a very really? stressful situation. I mean, why not? <laughs> Why not? Oh my God. <laughs> where did you, where did you find this? Was this in the Sunday times? I think it was. Okay. So, so what about this one? Oh, there's How more. There's more. A, there's more. There's more. How do you feel about seeing a skin witch for a soul first skincare experience? This sounds amazing. Okay. So of course it's in LA. Where else would it be? Where the world of sorcery and dermatology are merging. Ooh. This is run by Emma Goodman. Any relation? No, but I need to email her immediately. Okay. So Emma Goodman, who goes by the name The Skin Witch on Instagram, counts Hayley Bieber as one of her clients. Her philosophy is the skin to soul Who's journey. Hayley Bieber? Healthy is skin is an inside job. Hayley Bieber is Justin's wife. Yeah. Yeah. My, you know, I know a lot about the, love, the world of Justin. Justin Bieber. Uh, so she says, yeah, healthy skin is an inside job until you take the necessary steps internally. Nothing topically will change. Her trademark facial swaps the salon chair for a bed of amethysts and she uses crystals for deep pore cleansing. Oh, thoughts? I mean, uh, thoughts. I, the minute we can, I want to jump on a plane and I want to get one of these facials immediately because they sound amazing and I really struggle and suffer with my skin. So I'm all for it. Sorcery. Fuck it. Don't care. Make me go. Make me look 10 years younger. Yes, please. There's one more. She's called the Beauty Marge. She offers a facial that she describes as a ritual cleansing and charging ceremony to help you experience a rebirth of glow. And she also does an eyelash extension and metaphysical healing session combo where you get perky lashes combined with talk therapy, sound therapy and a tarot reading. Well, I'm all down for all of it apart from the eyelashes because I'm severely allergic. You're allergic. Okay. Okay. But that's basically, well, I, I that's, just feel that's like- basically about four practices in one and they're just rebranding it because if you're doing sound therapy and tarot and talk therapy, which is basically therapy, and then someone sticking some eyelashes on you. I mean, that's a lot going on in one hour. It's a shitload, but you would at least feel like you were really multitasking there. It's very productive use of your time. Agreed. Agreed. I also feel like you can literally set up any business in LA with a British accent, get a celebrity on board, and then you're just set for life. Well, what are we doing here then? Come on, let's go. The minute we can travel again, we're off. We're off. We're off. Okay, good. That's where we, that's where we can open our club. Our club would do so well there. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get on to our book club? Yes, let's. It's the book club. This month's book club read is Overdue by Amity Reed. We're going to be doing a full review on this book in a few weeks' time and speaking to Amity herself. But I just wanted to have a chat briefly about how we're getting on with the book. What are your thoughts, Nicole? Are you enjoying it? 
I'm really enjoying it, actually. And it's a lovely uh, dive into the NHS and into midwifery. I'm really learning a lot about it. And it that my God, I'm learning more about you in the process, too, because of your work. Um, and there's a couple of things that struck me. I'm about a third of the way through the book. Yeah. Um, she says that for every 30 midwives that train, 29 leave. And they are suffering epidemic levels of stress, anxiety, depression, yeah. and burnout. And this is like her mission statement, isn't it? It's like yeah, a, yeah. it's not a call for help, but it's, it's like a, yeah, I guess a, a letter to the system of this is broken and it needs, it's, she's a beautiful writer. Beautiful. Yeah, she um, really and is. And she tells a lovely story of um, a woman who gave birth in the car park. Oh, yes. And she said, you know, all these things that you see on films, they're just, they're obviously so sensationalized. She said, but there was one that really stuck out in her mind. And this, this beautiful story of how the woman couldn't be moved because she was almost, you know, done. Um, and she said it was, she says at the end that, Theirs was the kind of birth when I come into my elements. There was no paperwork, no doctors, no interventions, just me and them and the breathtaking power of the female body. Oh, I mean, it makes me go shivery yeah, now. Yeah, it's a, it's a gorgeous story. It's a gorgeous story. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. It's, it's happened to me as a doula as well. It happened on New Year's morning, 6.30, New Year's morning. And we got to the, we Is actually had to year? divert. No, it was actually the year before and we were supposed to be going to another hospital and it was happening so quickly. I had to get her husband to divert to a nearer one and we were in the car park and I just ran in and went, oh, actually it was a midwife coming in to, for her shift because it was 7am. I just went, get some gloves. Oh my God. <laughs> and yeah, she, she had the baby. So... <laughs> That is, it, it happens. It's just a life. It must be a life changing moment, and yeah. to and to be with women in such a vulnerable stage of their life, and such an intimate stage, and the most life changing, transformative part. It must be such a miracle, really. Such a blessing. It's a privilege. A privilege. It's a privilege yeah. and an honor. Yeah, it is. I think. I mean, we'll talk to Amity about this, but I think what what has struck me the most at the beginning of the book is that she goes into this job because she was also a doula. And I think her thought process was she could do so much more for women inside the system, inside the NHS than outside of it, because we obviously are not working for the NHS. We're self-employed as doulas. And she goes in with such hope and strength of feeling and ambition. And you slowly, slowly see how system grinds her down and crushes her and destroys her. And it's, it's so sad. It's so sad, but we'll talk more about it with her when we, when we speak to her. What have you been doing this week and watching or how are you investing in your self-care, Lauren? Come on, we're going to do, this is a new segment that we're going to do for lockdown. We'll see if it stays and just anything that's working for you, that's cheering you up. Right. I shall tell you, I made a little list for you, Nicole. Number one, I have been listening to series three, number one, (laughs) number one of 35. (laughs) I love everyone. (laughs) I have been listening to series three of Dear Joan and Jerrica, the podcast. This is a podcast uh, by Julia Davis and Vicky Pepperdine. In my humble opinion, they are the two funniest, filthiest 
comics in the UK. It's a parody of a agony aunt phone in. Oh, okay. I can't. Sounds great. I, I can't. I can't even really give you um, examples because it's it's so so filthy. It's 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 over an eighteen. I mean, it's not for children. But I played one to my husband the other day. Shall I tell you anyway? It's so rude. Um, about a woman who wrote in complaining that um, she was a widow, she'd met a new partner, but every time he ejaculated, he pooed the bed. And <gasps> it's, it's, it's <laughs> oh my god! And then um, after a sort of week of this, he started to decorate his own turds like a snowman with little coal eyes. Anyway, it's revolting, <laughs> but it, it it is oh just. Oh god! I've gone right off that. It, it's it's killing me. It's so 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 funny. So that's number one. Number two, we're both on this, Nicole. You haven't Mafsa. really got thirty-five, have you? No, I haven't really. Mafsa, Mafsa, married at oh, first sight, Australia. First Australia. I mean, genius, genius to put it on now. I, they didn't broadcast it on Sunday night. I was almost bereft that they didn't. I know um, you were very upset on the weekend. <laughs> well, what was this your weekend? <laughs> Well, I had four to catch up on. So that was just amazing because it was just one whole oh. evening of, oh, bliss. Because it's total Yeah, I had to give shit. you a little encouragement, didn't I? I yeah, had to you give did. you a little encouragement to get into you it. Did. But I do now, love a social experiment, wow. though. I find it completely fascinating of what drives these people. And some of the stories are really moving and really sad of why they've come to the show to, to find love. And some of them are just, oh, they're in it for the fame and they're in it for the Instagram and, you know, all that shit. But it is very amusing. It's the best. I'm still doing Shit's Creek. Um, last night's episodes actually made me weep. So oh, in a nice way. Where are you up to? Oh, it was the one where um, David and Patrick tell each other that they love each other. And um, <gasps> Jocelyn has the baby. I think that's my best episode so far. I can't really, really it remember gorgeous. it, but I mean, I just, I cried from a very heartwarming place throughout that whole series. It's wonderful. Wonderful. So that, that's my TV self-care. Um, in the world of shopping, I have realized that the only two places I am are either walking with a dog or in bed. So to make myself feel better, I've bought myself a new coat and new pajamas, and they are seriously making me happy, especially the coat. Oh, as my Jewish mother would say, I wish you health to wear them. Thank you very much. And you may not have this down as self-care, but I'm going to put it out there anyway, because we're, most of us are going to have to do this. I did my tax return this week. Oh, okay. not, now look. That is what your cousin you would call self-harm. Fuck that. No, thanks. No, listen, it is financially responsible. It is organized and it gives you a sense of achievement. So I am calling that self-care for the week. Okay. But I, was, I, I accept but that. You'll take it? Okay. But the highlight of the week, it. the highlight, Nicole, yeah. the highlight, the gift of all gifts was, you know what I'm going to say, the surprise delivery <laughs> of your mum's egg mayo. The same egg mayo eaten in Ipswich after goat yoga. I, that was the gift of all gifts. So thank you. <laughs> I mean, it was the, it was the, honestly, it made my fucking week. So thank you. 
Yeah, my mum's a legend. I just thought it was the sweetest thing ever. She's oh, serious. So it really was. So, so you're um, you're doing well on your self care. I think I'm doing well. How are you doing? How have you been? I just I want to know how you're feeling in general because this is tough. We're going through some weird times oh. now. <laughs> really, absolutely dreadful. To you, yeah, dreadful. Really, yeah. quite dreadful. Yeah, yeah. Some afternoons I feel like I can't breathe. And, um, it's, it's not been great. It's not been great. So all of these things have definitely been helping me. Yes. I am finding that I am having to invest in my self-care even more than normal. Yeah. And I, and I do invest in my self-care quite a lot, but the normal, and I said this in lockdown one, the normal methods are not enough. So I am having to be very, very conscious of what's coming sort of in and out of my system, whether that's newsfeed, mm. whether that's social media, whether that's conversations, whether that's the news cycle, food, yeah, fresh yeah. air, you know, all these things. I'm very sensitive to it. So in terms of TV, I have binged, watched, and we've got one more episode of The Serpent that is on BBC iPlayer. Absolutely brilliant. It's about serial okay. killer. I haven't done that yet. Okay. It's very gripping and it's very glamorous and it's set in the 1970s and it's a true story. So it's really brilliant. I really recommend that. Mm. Uh, Married at First Sight, we've mentioned. Married at First Sight, we've mentioned. And my normal Real Housewives, you know, I'm trying to get myself into the Real Housewives of Potomac. I mean, I am reaching new levels of loneliness here because I have done every episode of all the big ones. So now I'm going to Dallas and Salt Lake City and Potomac. I mean... I, I'm left with no choice. So I'm hoping that I get on with these women. Um, I have started meditating again. I'm finding that oh, good. imperative. And my sister, I think I mentioned this last week, she gifted me a 21-day manifesting challenge. Um, yeah. And so you go on every day and there's a new meditation there and there's a new exercise to do there and all about positive thinking and uh, just getting yourself into a much more positive frame of mind. And I am so grateful for it because it is really setting me up during the day. I'm trying to get into a routine, which is not always going so well. My routine is imperative to my self-care that I've learned this in lockdown one and I'm coming yeah. smack yeah. in the face again. Um, so I'm trying to get my kids onto the homeschooling and then go out for a run or go and do some exercise. I'm trying to do that every morning because that does set me up. So I'm trying to stay as active as I can. I'm trying to eat as well as I can. I'm trying to drink as much water as I can. I'm really trying to look after myself. And it's, you know, this is all just to keep me balanced. It's not even that I'm like yeah. flying high. It's just keeping me kind of, oh, I'm all right. But I feel like on I'm an even keel. Yeah, but sometimes, yeah, but ish. Because I'm often feeling like I'm near that edge where I'm going to lose it or I'm going to cry or yeah. it's, it's, it's very emotional and I can't really figure out why, but I just feel like my emotions are all over the place. Yeah. I've gone back to the that place. Broken. Maybe that's why. <laughs> I've gone back to that place where I can only do one thing at a time. I'm finding multitasking hard. You know, it's that sort of your, yes. your brain in a crisis because it yes. is a real thing. Your brain in a crisis goes into a monkey brain where really you can only concentrate on surviving and anything over that is, is a little too much. So like the yes. other day, yesterday I had to come off social media 
from sort of tea time till the next morning. I did, it just wasn't serving me. And the same with the news cycle. I, I watch it once or sometimes not at all. And that's it for the day because I'm noticing these are the things that are actually making me feel not good. And yeah. I have to stay on top of it because, you know, we're mums and we're kind of in charge of, as we said before, yeah. the emotional barometer of the yeah. household. And if we yeah. fall, the whole Absolutely. house falls. Couldn't, so I feel yeah. quite responsible. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with everything you've said. And I, in my mind, in the mornings, I'm like, right, if I get nothing else done today, but I'm just looking after my family and keeping my kids okay and keeping everyone, you know, eating well and getting a bit of outdoor exercise, then, then, then it's a good day. And sometimes that's all I can manage. And, and but that's, that's enough. And that's, that's enough, enough because that is taking up all of my energy. Yeah. So I will say I'm very grateful for this podcast because it gives me a very beautiful purpose. Um, and I love it and I love working with you. So that's also, also part of my self-care. Yeah. Ditto lady. Shall we talk about what we're going to be doing on yes. next week's show? Nicole? Yes. I finally did it. I got this woman moving. We are doing Couch to 5K. Now, we started this in December, didn't we, Lauren? We did, Christmas Eve. Um, And I want to say, and I'm going to say this about 20,000 times between now and next week's show and the epilogue show of Couch to 5K, this was your idea. Yes. <laughs> so do you want to give us a brief rundown of what Couch to 5K is for the people that don't know? Right. So Couch to 5K is a, it's a free program and it takes you from sofa slob to 5K hero in nine <laughs> weeks. Uh, it's And it's all done for you. And there's an app, there's a free app. There's a lot of them actually, but there's one which is just an NHS free app. So you choose your motivational coach and you just follow what they tell you to do. So it's a mix of intermittent walking and running. Each session is between half an hour and 40 minutes. And the aim is to run three times a week, leaving a rest date in between. And your trainer tells you when to run, when to walk, you play your own music. And you track your runs to see your progress. That's really as complicated yeah. as it gets. Yeah. And it, we're not going to say much more because we want you to tune into the show next week. Uh, but needless to say, Lauren is running. In fact, I'm wearing my running leggings right now. She even gave us a preview of the leggings that she has on that she bought. She was so proud of them from Georgia Asda, aren't you? And you're like, oh, they suck you in and everything. I'm like, yes, it's a pair of gym leggings. You're like, is that normal? Yes. Listen, it's very normal. I, I, I am not one who would normally sort of promote clothes from Georgia Asda, but Sunday Times Style Magazine rated them top affordable leggings. And I have to say, they're like, they're pretty decent. You look fantastic in them. You really do. Well, many thanks, Nicole. No, it does. You do. It fucks me <laughs> off that you look that good in them and you don't do any fucking exercise. And let me tell I you. I am exercising. Yeah, but you don't get legs like that in six weeks. Anyway, you're lucky. That's all I'm saying. Thank you so much for listening to us today. If you like what we do here and you want to be part of the club, please follow us on our social channels at Self Care Club Pod. We do most of our stuff on Instagram, so come and give us a follow there. And please go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts because it really helps us out and it really keeps us growing. If you end up trying any of the practices that we do on the show or you've got something that you would just like to say, we would love to hear from you. We want you to be a part of the conversation. Send us an email at hello at theselfcareclub.co.uk and you never know, you might even end up on the show. See you on Tuesday's show. Have a great week. Bye. This 
was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 